0: Hello and welcome to the Who Podcast with me, Phil, and me, Paul. And on this week's show, we return once again to our ever, ever everlasting it seems, Series 1 retrospective. and this well, you know, <laughs> <laughs> we, 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 we really don't want it to end, though,
1: do we? Because we haven't really worked out what we're going to do, do afterwards, <laughs> no <laughs> <I> one. <know. laughs>
0: We're just going to say well into 2018, Paul. That's all I know. Huh. Um, yes, with this time we are covering World War Three, the uh, final part of the two-part Slovene story. But yes. first, yes, yes. But first, let's have some news. Now, um, since we've sort of been away, uh, one of the other b- bits of news that's uh, that's broke and sort of signalling that it really is the end of an era with regards to uh, the production team at Doctor Who because not only do we have Peter Capaldi and Stephen Moffat leaving but it's also been announced that Murray Gold is also leaving the show as well. Um, the, obviously, his final score will be Twice Upon a Time, the Christmas special, um, airing on Christmas Day. Um, this is the end of yep. an era, isn't it? For, I mean, I think for a it lot... It is.
1: It is a completely fresh start, isn't it? It I is. By the looks of it. Yeah.
0: Um, and I think from... I suppose for a lot of fans this is what what we were saying on the last podcast when we were talking about um sort of Dudley Simpson and my reaction to him when he he wasn't part of the show anymore in nineteen eighty and you had this radical departure um with like the titles and the production team and and the com- the composer this is going i imagine the same kind of impact to fans now as it was to me back in you know back in nineteen eighty yeah you know it's it's um yeah, as you say, it, it really is a big shake-up. It really is.
1: And to so those of us that probably don't take as much notice of the music as you do, it will uh, probably have the same impact on us as well as it did in <laughs> 1990.
0: <laughs> well, no, I, I think it, I think it's a bit of a um, yeah, it's a bit of a. On that side, a bit of a shock. I suppose it's not really, is it? I suppose it's. He's been there since 2005. It's. I suppose it's time to move on, isn't it? Really? Yeah. And how
1: many more? T- how many times can you keep working around a theme and introducing? Yeah. New bits that still fit in and yeah. whatever. And also, and d- how much time it must take of his as well? You know, it's everyone says about you know it's time consuming
0: for actors and whatever, mm. but also would be from, a com- yeah, a composer's point of yeah. view. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. I, th- I think you're right. I think you're right, and it's um. Oh, I mean, I'm going to miss him actually, because I think you know, I think people have said over the years that his music was very, very intrusive, but that's not his fault. That was just whoever put the sound mix together. That's, yeah, that's that's, that's 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 the level it comes in at, is
1: not yeah, it? Yeah, really? exactly.
0: Um, but I think over the, the the years, and especially in recent series, I think he's been experimenting a lot, a lot more with different musical styles and, and instruments and everything. And I, I think he's it, what he's been doing recently. has been outstanding. I really yeah. do. Um, but then again, I've always liked, you know, plenty of what he's, what he's done. You know, the different themes for the companions and different Doctors themes and things like that, and you know, stuff like this is Gallifrey for argument's sake, which is a yeah. real like epic-sounding um, bit of music. So I, I'm going to miss him. I really am going to miss him. I, I dare say there's plenty of people that aren't. Um, I'll probably say, you know, so long, farewell. But you know, I'm, I'm, um, no, I'm, I'm sort of quite. No, no, definitely Quite not. Quite sad, not, really.
1: Yeah, you, know, you know, my my comment about that. I don't probably take as much notice of the music in this, but it's yeah, it's not because I don't like it. It's just I don't. I, if I didn't like it, I'd probably notice it more. Yeah, to be honest. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's not something you you sort of particularly pay compl- attention to. I mean, it does
1: does tend to complement what's happening so mm. well that I tend to just go along with it without really even sitting there and thinking, "Oh, that was a nice bit of music."
0: Well, to be honest, that's probably a mark of a decent composer. Yeah, then, really. You well, know, if you... That is
1: the point, isn't it? You're yeah. supposed to be there to to complement the the action rather oh. than compete against it.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. I agree. Well, obviously, you know, we're talking. We've mentioned twice upon a time. Um, news broke today, actually, Monday, the twenty seventh of November is that the Christmas special is to show in Canadian cinemas on Wednesday the 27th of December at 12.30pm and Thursday the 28th of December at 7pm and apparently this 100 minute program will include two bonus presentations which I think is like a a sort of behind the scenes look at the Christmas special and apparently it's that participating cinemas uh, can be found at the Cineplex website Um, so obviously that's a Canadian Um, Chain cinema chain. Um, Now I know we've sort of said before uh, about the Christmas specials or any kind of special really sort of not really being shown in 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 British cinemas, Um, and we said well okay that should really be safe for like special things, Um, and I suppose this is getting more and more special as it as the days go by when you realise who's now actually leaving the show and it really is the end of an era. Um, Yeah. It's just a bit of a... I don't think it's being shown... Well, we'll come on to this in a moment, but um, it's not being shown in British cinemas, is it, at all?
1: No, not in its... Well, I, I would say in its entirety, yes, say. Yes, it's,
0: its broadcast format, I should say. Yeah. yeah. Um, do you think that the Beezy's missing a trick here? Uh,
1: I don't know. I, I suppose. I mean, we don't really know of the other stuff that they've shown had cinema releases we don't necessarily know how well they've gone down
0: do we generally although the ones we went to were pretty full they were exactly i mean okay we saw the 50th anniversary one the was it a couple of days after the anniversary didn't we yeah um and it was still it was still packed out and i think there were plenty of people who who didn't watch it on the television waiting for the cinema experience because there was there were plenty of people who were surprised at Capaldi's inclusion or his yeah. eyes inclusion and Tom Baker appearing at the end yeah so yeah you know i think that i think there is an audience there for it i really oh, do oh yeah i'm
1: I'm sure, I'm sure there is i just don't yeah i just don't know why they they don't i mean it just it's whether it is just the actual whole marketing side of it, and whatever just takes up too
0: much time, or oh, whatever, I don't be, know. It could be, couldn't it? It could be. But it just seems a bit of a bit of a shame that you know we're going to. I suppose these extras that are going to be shown will make their way onto a, um, a a Blu-ray release or DVD release eventually. Yeah. So I don't think it'd be a case and no one's going to see it unless it is made specifically for the North American uh, North American market. Um, I don't know. I don't know, but uh, I don't say so. you lucky people. So, but as I say, booking deal. going can be found at the Cineplex website for all our Canadian listeners. Um, now, talking of um, Doctor Who specials, um, BBC Radio Two is going to broadcast a two-hour special documentary looking at uh, behind the scenes of this. Um, it's hosted by uh, Joe Wiley. And it's going to be on Thursday, the 21st of December at 8pm, um, obviously, on BBC Radio 2. And it's going to have um, interviews with Paul Mackey, David Bradley, Stephen Moffat and, of course, um, Peter Capaldi, And also some um, footage from Matt Lucas as well. And it all says it's always going to dig into the BBC Doctor Who archive. Um, it's great that they're actually dedicating something to it on the BBC. Just a shame it's not in, the, in um, um, sort of visual format rather than just audio. Yeah.
1: Oh well. I mean, it's, yeah. It's just one of those
0: things, isn't it? I yeah. don't know. I think uh. it'll be, be one of those things. I'm not going to listen to live. I think it would be something I'll, I'll listen to on the uh, the radio i player at a later date, really. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and probably me too as well on that one. Yeah,
0: but um, but I mean, two hours though. That's a that's a decent sized chunk out of the schedule. I mean. I've I've been quite surprised if dedicating an hour to it, but two hours that that sort of caught me caught me off guard somewhat. To be honest with you,
1: yeah, I don't know. I mean, I suppose it depends on how if you've got different little interviews and whatever. Mm. Then yeah, you only need what ten five minute interviews, and you've got a few of those,
0: and you you know other stuff. Yeah, it's you can take it to that time, I suppose. Yeah. Oh well, being just just we're getting something additional anyway. Yeah, you know, but um, but talking of um, additional, as we alluded to earlier on about talking about um, it's the Christmas special is not showing in British cinemas in its broadcast format. Well, apparently, BBC North um, is offering fans a chance to see the Christmas uh, Doctor Who special at preview screens across the region. Um, Now, it starts off at Hartlepool in on Thursday the fourteenth of December before ending in Bradford on Friday the 22nd of December. Um, it's also going to be shown in a couple of locations. Anyway, also, uh, Fans will also see two, or, no, sorry, the first of three new episodes from the League of Gentlemen um, as well, as well as um, an animated version of... of apparently the, the classic book, The Highway Rats, which I must admit is not that classic. I've never heard of it. <laughs> so.
1: uh, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I haven't either, so I can't no. understand anything about no, that, Exactly
0: no. Now... To be honest, again, I'm sort of like, well, why are they showing this um so close to the Christmas special? But it doesn't show the ending. Apparently it it sort of ends abruptly, by all accounts. Um I so know,
1: but it's still it still
0: gives the opportunity for the whole plot to be spoilt. Yeah. 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 Um I've got a funny feeling I shall be refraining from looking at Twitter and Facebook very much. Um not that I actually follow anybody that, that puts on spoilers. I've actually blocked a few people um who have sort of posted spoilers in the past. Um and I must admit I'll I will continue to do so. Um to be yeah. honest, I think it's it's um it's unfair. But all I'm gonna say is for once it's not in London. Which no. I th- which I think is a good thing, to be honest. No, speak for yourself, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know what you mean, yeah. Totally. Yeah. This is yeah, I think it's about time it was um, sort of the stuff was was showing up north. Um, yeah, I, I mean it, it goes from Hartlepool to York to Hull to Newcastle, uh, Middlesbrough, Salford, Durham, and I said ended up in um, in Bradford. So, so whoever of you do go and see it, you're not going to get to see the regeneration. You're going to see it at the same time as the rest of us. So yeah, you just get the feeling
1: this is Mark Curtis is taking a little tour of his. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I know. I know sort of, sort of places
1: places he knows from his childhood.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh well, so this is getting a bit of a send off in the UK in some shape or form, yeah. anyway. So um, now, um, talking of send offs, we've lost a couple of actors um, who appeared in Doctor Who um, over the last couple of weeks. Um, first of all, we said goodbye to Keith Barron, who died at the age of eighty three and obviously he appeared in enlightenment in 1983 wasn't it um yes. as the character striker who was a, a last minute replacement actually for peter salis who had to drop out of the recording um due to uh, scheduling conflicts um and of course we also said goodbye to rodney bews um as well who played the character of St- is it stein or steen I can't remember, in uh, Resurrection resurrection the daleks um, yeah. In 1984. Now, both of these actors were really well known for their comedy um, connections, really weren't they? Because we had um, Keith Barron, famous for appearing in the long-running sitcom *Duty Free*, and then um, also Rodney Buse was playing uh, Bob Ferris in *Lightly Lads* and whatever um, happened to the *Lightly Lads* in the 1970s. Um, I suppose a couple of actors you probably wouldn't associate with playing anything sort of straight. I suppose, but no. But then again, Keith Barron did appear in the first series of The Professionals, didn't he?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think he was probably more of a straight actor than than Rodney Bewes. I think yeah. he probably started off as a straight actor that went into comedy, as opposed to a comic actor. Yeah, because into... wasn't
0: um what was that film that one of those Doug McClure films that Keith Barron was in? Was it um? The land that time forgot, or something, which Anthony Ainley was in as well. Oh, I have to, I have to leave those sort of. <laughs> yeah, I'm quite sure. Questions quite sure to you? I, yeah, I know. I, I think it was the land that time forgot. I'm pretty sure, but uh, I think Keith Brown was in a couple of like sort of horror movies, as sort of British horror movies, to begin yeah. with. Um So I suppose, sort of like you know, coming into Doctor Who shouldn't have be been much of a surprise. But I suppose at that point he was known for being in Duty Free. And I think that's the thing that just sort of it just sort of, that's what sticks in people's minds. Same with Rodney Bewes as well. It's sort of like it's the likely lads and what happened to the likely lads. Um unfortunately he didn't do sort of much else after that, did he? Which he I think up to his dying day he, he blames James Boland for, so Yeah, there there wasn't a lot of love between them two, was there? No, no. Which I think James Boland has since come out and sort of denied, but there was no um sort of eulogy from him at all, was there? No. As such. So but, uh but anyway we we, we doff our caps to, to to them both anyway. Yes. So, um now to round off the the news, um now basically what what has sort of broken the last week or so, as we know coming up very 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 soon, we have the DVD and Blu-ray release of Sharda uh coming out. And it's been in the news that obviously that uh, Tom Baker has sort of re sort of voiced the missing lines. Um, from from this particular story, yeah. but not only that, well, he's also going to appear in it in the flesh as well, um, which has kind of ruined the surprise, really, because it's been in all of the um, sort of it's been on the BBC on ITV, it's been in all the papers. Um, I suppose it wasn't wasn't a digital download available last Friday? I think or last, so. Saturday was it? I think. Yeah, it might have been. I must admit, I don't, Friday, yeah, yeah, I, don't, Friday. I don't really do the digital download things. I don't really look out for that. Cut. That sort of thing to me should be, you want to hold it in your hand, really, don't you? You want the, the disc. I do, anyway. Well,
1: well, well, more to the point, we think we're getting a copy of the DVD next Saturday, because we're going to the BFI Yes, we are. screening.
0: We are. We are going to the BFI oh, screening. Yes. Yes. Um, Thanks to your good self, Paul, managed to procure some tickets. So um, yes, we will be there. Um, I mean, if anyone knows who we are, come and say hello. If if, you, if you're also going, because of, but of course it is in that London. So um, yeah. So if you if you, if you live up, up north and not in that London, so um, yeah, you <laughs> you might be missing out again. Sorry. Um, yeah. Yeah, you come say hello. We'll probably be with Ian Levine. <laughs> Well, th- th- there's another reason why we- we're sort of having an in about whether to sort of mention this or not. Because, um, but I thought it's, it's got to be, it's got to be said, not not to just to like rub people's noses in <laughs> We're going to the BFI 5 uh, showing, but the fact that the BBC and then ITV showed the wrong Sharda clip. Um, they showed Ian Levine's animated version of Sharda, rather than the BBC's or Entertainment UK's um, um, version of Sharda. Oh, sure. Um, what a mistake to make, and also very poorly researched, I would say. Yes.
1: Well, I mean, I just don't know how you make that sort of mistake, because surely
0: they'd have had to have got permission to show it. Well, I I thought, who put the press pack together? And And why have two separate news outlets used it?
1: And whoever and whoever put the press pack together surely was working for the company that's got put them the DVD. So how they didn't have their own?
0: Well, and unless unless there's someone really really pissed off <laughs> working for them who, who's done this, um, yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Because you know we've we've had the, the recent thing with um, Nicholas Pegg, Dalek operator and writer for Doctor Who magazine, who put that um, message in one of his articles. Yes, and it's probably been removed um, from both productions I should say um, yeah and unless, unless unless it was him I don't, know.
1: <laughs> I don't know I don't know if it was, was Ian Levine <laughs>
0: <laughs> well I kind of feel sorry for Ian Levine because I think everyone was expecting that to get a DVD release um, and he ploughed his own money into it I mean despite what you you know what, you know what we say and other people say about Ian Levine I mean you know the guy ploughed his own yeah. money into it and to not get like a fair, a fair hearing or a fair shame, whatever you want to call it, I think it's it, that's probably why it sticks in his throat so much, and probably why he's, he's so angry all the time. But yeah, you know don't, people don't. You know, I think he believes that people aren't paying him his fair dues. Um, yeah, okay. After us doing this for six years, where's our fair dues?
1: <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know. Some people do get what they deserve. <laughs>
0: Oh dear, that's it, Paul. Insult sort of what audience we we have left. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, yeah. So yeah, so yeah, yeah. I think on the next podcast when when, when we're back in a sort of week after next, we'll, we'll probably sort of um, just give a brief um, a brief sort of review of of, of what the, the the showing was like and the Q and A yeah. or whatever. So um,
1: and it, and if and if we if we do bump into Ian Levine, we'll we'll bring you his top ten things he's excited about for season the next season. <laughs>
0: Oh should shall we quickly move on to Amicus Tat Corner? Yes. Let's. You pester me with trinkets! Okay everybody, so we have one item of tat for you. And um of course with you know, Christmas Christmas coming up, and this this was announced today as well. Um it's Christmas party season. You might want to look well, you're best, really, mightn't you? And and to go with that suit that we covered um, a few podcasts back, that nice TARDIS suit, um, well, you can now purchase um, from Lavazzi, um a TARDIS knitted tie. Now, I must admit, I'm quite partial to a knitted tie, actually, um, but this one um, features the, the TARDIS as a, as a symbol at the bottom um, of the tie. And the uh, the director of Lavarsi. Uh, Maninda Singh Sahota says we spent countless hours finessing our Doctor releases this year and I can't wait to unveil them to fandom (laughs) so what better way to start our 2017-2018 collection than with TARDIS ties featuring one of the most beautiful and memorable designs in televisual history hmm okay so apparently this this is the second uh, tie because they they less less we forget Paul they did the multicolored fourth Doctor knitted tie in two thousand and fifteen. Yes, yes. So let's let's not. Um, yeah. So I I'm 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 not going to buy this. I don't think. No, no. <laughs> um, it's made in Italy. I can't, I can't see where I'd wear it. <laughs> well, uh, no, me neither. Actually, um, it's made in Italy from high quality wool and acrylic don't forget that oh, I, don't know, I don't know what the percentage of the mix is though Paul I, I don't know um, but apparently it is soft and resistant to fading and available in blue and grey and it comes in a black presentation box full printed with the Doctor Who logo ok sounds good right. you can buy right. this from lavatsy.co.uk for the handsome price of £24.99 p, um, mm. which I think is quite expensive for a wool and acrylic tie with a Doctor Who logo or TARDIS logo on it, which you probably wouldn't be able to wear in many social occasions, if I'm honest.
1: Yeah, that's just what I say. I just can't see where I'm going to go that I would feel that I need to wear a tie. No. On a Doctor Who <laughs> No, and it,
0: and it would certainly clash with that suit.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, that was more of a dinner jacket, so I'm not really sure how you'd, how you'd get away with a
0: that should be wearing true. a knitted
1: tie anyway.
0: No, that is very true. It was a knitted bow tie, perhaps. Yes. And that, now, now you might be talking, but no, no, this is just an ordinary, plain old knitted tie that's worth twenty-five pounds. Um, mm. I think again, I'll be taking a pass on this, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Yeah, me too. Me too. Okay everybody, so that is it for the news, that is it for Tat Corner, so coming up next is our review of World War 3, so for another week then, that was the news. Okay, everybody, let's continue with our Series 1 retrospective and let's have a look at World War 3. Planet Earth is at war. I authorise you to execute this man.
1: Yesterday saw the
0: start of a brave new world. Today might see it end.
1: You want aliens? You've got them. They're inside Downing Street. Everybody run! <laughs> Who exactly are the sliddy? They're aliens.
0: I could save the world but lose you. Okay, Um. I have the, the dubious honour of of continuing the review of this two-part story, don't I? Yes. Yes. Um, right. Okay. Well, I say that the resolution of the cliffhanger where we last left off—they're all being electrocuted in the in the, the sort of this conference room at 10 Downing Street. Um, the resolution just requires the Slovene to stand around and do nothing, really, while the Doctor manages to, to take off the, the security badge, announce that he's not human, then walk across the room and chuck it onto the or attach it somehow to the Slavene's, um collar. Yeah. Yeah. Um and um, by attacking one it attacks all of them. Yes, which isn't explained. No, to be honest. Um And when one
1: gets killed later on they they, they feel it but it doesn't
0: happen to all of them. No. Exactly. So I, I don't really know why they did that. Um as as resolutions to cliffhanger goes, it's not a great one really, is it?
1: no but there has been worse in the original series yes so there you has can not really
0: yes yes there
1: has I, I, I still i still like the image of the fender where it's just the, the resolution to the cliffhanger to the doctor being stuck in one place is him telling his legs to run yeah. <laughs> and i don't think you get much more of an anti climax no i don't that.
0: think you do actually or even sort of Death to the Daleks when when the the, the cliffhanger is actually a gigantic chessboard. <laughs> How will they get out of that one? Um, yeah. no, anyway, back to, back to this. Um, and then after that, it just it, it just turned into a bedroom farce. Basically, everybody running in and out of rooms, and so oh, sorry, look over there, and running out again. Um, and then you get this really jarring mix of the the people in Slavine costumes mixed with the CGI Slavines running through the through ten down yeah. the Street. Street. Um, it doesn't look good, does it? No.
1: I and mean, this 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 is one of the f- really is definitely one of the 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 reviews going back and it's actually worse than I remember.
0: Yeah. Um I mean it's, it's things like the, the unit website. Apparently you could do anything on the internet. Everything in back in 2005 or whenever the hell this was supposed to be set. Um all of like United Nations and unit, they they have their um secure websites in the cloud, it seems. Yeah. Um, which can easily be be hacked and all use the same password (laughs) well I mean I I suppose what's going
1: on there is that the doctor over time has planted a secret password into every website
0: I just, I just, I just think that this. Is... But I mean, but it,
1: but it, but it's, but it's not, not very good. I mean, you know, you're always told to use different passwords for different websites, but he obviously hasn't taken that on board, has he? Obviously
0: not. No, <laughs> he's got no, no concept of cyber security whatsoever, is he? I mean, come on.
1: No, I mean, you know, <laughs> once, once someone's hacked one password, they can do everything. pretending to be here, I mean, it's terrible. Oh
0: god, I just thought it was, it was not very good. I just, I just don't like this. I mean, there's. Things about Aliens of London I quite liked. I thought that there was a, a, a decent story in there, actually. But as a payoff, yeah, I... it was it was a
1: decent story, probably handicapped by
0: rubbish aliens. Yes, um, and it doesn't get any better the more you see of them. No, in, in this in this you know in the, in the conclusion. To be honest, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I just think it's it's just. just crap to be honest with this one. It, it doesn't it doesn't hold up well at all for not for me and I and I don't no. like being down on it really but so I watched it you know I um, actually watched it again today on my lunch hour. I was kind of putting it off to be honest with you <laughs> so I wasted a lunch hour watching this. Um I mean, yeah. I mean
1: the fact yeah yeah I hardly watched it this evening. Um the facts of the the matter of being honest i like, i've sort of said oh, i don't really like what i didn't really like about dr who is when the you get the sort of coming back and the sort of becomes a soap opera sort of episode or yeah. whatever yeah but actually the best bits about this are the the doctor and rose's mum mm well, I was and say, their relationship, that's the, best, that's the best bit about this episode.
0: Well, I quite like the um, the bit with um, Jackie and Nicky, actually. Especially when they're sort of like, you know, because he, he saves her life. Yeah. Um, and he sort of like, you know, says, you know, this will be the last place everyone will look for you because everyone thinks you hate me. You know, after, yeah. what, after she accused him of basically murdering Rose, really. So, uh, or doing something to her. So... I, I quite like that sort that sort of reconciliation between them and it wasn't overly there was no great big hug or anything like that it was just like a little a little smile between them and and, and that was it and I thought that was that was that was yeah. nice I like that i mean, I mean th- you know. th-
1: those bits actually were well done yeah and um, but I don't know whether actually it was that they were so well done mm. and the fact that when you know she's saying you know can you guarantee me that Rosie's gonna be safe and that's mm. the doctor yeah is good and he's refusing to answer yeah. And then leaps on the first opportunity to change the subject back to what's going on. Yeah. Um, Yeah, they were good, but I don't know whether that was just good in in itself, or just in a very bad episode otherwise, it stood out.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I think that was sort of like the... Those sort of scenes were sort of like the, the, you know, I suppose you could say the diamond in the rough, really. You know, the, I think mean, that's why they stood out. They probably weren't anything exceptional, but I think because the rest of it wasn't that great, that's why they stood out. Yeah, I think what you're saying is absolutely absolutely right. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. It, it sort of. I mean, I like I liked the, the bits with Jackie and Mickey. Um, I liked the scene with uh, between the Doctor and Margaret Blaine as well. And it, I thought he went on for a bit longer. Than than that, but it was just sort of like the, the reaction. She was sort of laughing at him. So sort of, what are you going to do? You know, I'll, you know, how are you going to stop us inside your box? He just went, well, yeah, like that, and he just sort of closes the door. And it's that yeah. look they give each other, as well. And it's sort of like it's that that sort of look of, I don't know, com- confused hatred on on Margaret Blaine's face, really. Yeah. I, although, although I did find myself watching that and thinking myself. When he first
1: shut, when he shut everything up first of all, those doors just slammed shut because they had to, otherwise yeah. they'd have been caught. But that was quite a slow shut of that door. It was, wasn't of, it, to, really? show, to show her face on the other side as yeah. it shut. Well, the other, th- I mean, the other thing... Um, the if she'd th- have moved quickly enough, she'd have been through that door
0: and had him. <laughs> well, the thing I sort of noticed as well um, is, is the use of uh, sort of the news reporters and this, and I, do you know what? I, I don't mind Andrew Marr in this section because he does actually try to do it like a proper news bulletin. Yeah, he doesn't try and act it; he just delivers. And at it least as, actu- you
1: know. actually, there was well, yeah. At least we had more of him doing the outside broadcast stuff. Yeah, than the this other time.
0: guy. Oh, who? I can't yeah. guess, was it um, David very Is that the the um, reporter's name? I can't, I can't remember. But anyway, um, yeah, again, when he was just trying to sort of relay you know, that the roads are quiet and, the, and it was in the hands of the United Nations or, or whatever it was, and he and was just act, trying to act like a reporter, and it just didn't, yeah. again, and it didn't come off. It was even worse than the first episode. And so there's nothing natural about it at all. It was all, every, every utterance was staged, wasn't it? So. Yeah. They might as well got William Shatner into to play the part. To be honest with you, so he couldn't done any worse. But yeah, that that really stood out. That really stood like a sore thumb. But the the other thing as well, um, which made me giggle, I've never noticed it before until until today. Um, after the um, what's the guy's name? The uh, who plays? Oh God. Who's, who's the guy playing... Who's the, the Prime Minister? Maybe that was David Verry, Joseph. I think that is, yeah. I, I think, think that might be, yeah. actually. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah, I think it's the Tom Hitchinson is the... Ah, that's the it. ...the news Tom, reporter. Tom Hitchinson. Well done, well done. Um, Yeah, no, so you're right. Yeah, it's um Joseph Greens, the um the standing Prime Minister. When he's given that appeal to the television about, you know, please, you know, release the launch codes, and you've got that little dig up um, against what was going on at the time with the weapons of mass destruction. You know, it's yeah. like... 45 seconds as opposed to the Blair's line yeah. of like 45 minutes. Um, but then when they, you sort of get this whole thing about you've got um, they're debating in the UN, and you've got Trinity Wells sitting there with a finger in her ear listening to the earpiece, and they're about to decide any moment now. And it's yes, they have released the launch codes. Um, well, surely Downing Street will be the first people to know that. Yeah, I mean, I, that, well, that, that was the thing on that Why one. They the fact that, it on television, you know, but
1: yeah, we've got to get the first. They're they're above us because destroy us in forty five seconds. We need the launch codes to do a first strike. So what we're going to do? We're going to, rather than make a private phone call to the UN. Yeah, we're going to go on telly and broadcast it worldwide. <laughs> <laughs> that that we need to make make an, a, a quick strike on the. Oh, on them because yeah. they could destroy us in 45 seconds well I know yeah. I mean
0: hmm. as if that was I know it was I don't know if it was some misguided attempt to try and create tension or something yeah but well I mean I, su-
1: I, su- I suppose from their point of view the surveillance point of view is obviously because they know there isn't anyone there they are trying to they want to make it public because they want the um, the hysteria don't they that yeah. puts pressure on the UN to do it yeah and obviously, there isn't anyone out there that's going to fire down the thing. But you'd think the yeah the UN wouldn't be going back to to the TV people to no, tell exactly. them, yes, oh, we've made a decision and that's what we're going to
0: do. <laughs> oh, dear. It's, it's, yeah, it's really silly. Really silly. Um, but there's one thing I, I, I noticed as well. And this episode, sort of, since the show, when the show came back, it's very, very subtle. It's the first... Um, demonstration of the doctor not liking alcohol. Did you notice? Yeah. When they all had a little, like, little toast um, in the cabinet room and he sort of knocks it back and and as he's about, he sort of goes to spit it out and it cuts. And I quite, I would like that. I like that, there wasn't a big deal made about it. He just sort of, everyone, like, um, Rose and um, Harriet Jones are knocking it back and the doctor does that and and you see him just go, like that, and go to spit it out and then it cuts. So, um, and I, again, I, that's one thing i would never noticed before until until today. Actually, so I mean, it was sort of so oh, good I, seize for certain things, I suppose, didn't it? Yeah, I oh, know you don't know that. I mean, he he, he he might have
1: been might have been just trying to do, to be very fur doctor and was complaining about the vintage. I
0: don't know. Yeah, maybe there's some gorgonzola cheese in there as without well. The, yeah, without,
1: without the cheese, it just didn't quite hit the spot. I don't know. <laughs> oh god I just like the fact at that point in time that they just thought oh oh, well we're in here now what should we do let's help ourselves to the drink where's the drinks cabinet
0: (laughs) well the world's gonna win why do you might as well get sloshed why not you know that's what I would do yeah (laughs) nah I mean what do you think the performances in this actually when we sort of said but you know the the quieter scenes you know we, we sort of caught our attention um I think you know Eccleston's good in this I think, I think Billy Piper's good I think um, Harriet Jones I think all the leads in this are really good actually yeah. I, I think it's just
1: the I th- it's, it's, it is just the Slovene stuff yeah and the uh, yeah just even the changing when they're talking about wanting to be change you know to change back to their normal selves mm. it just doesn't they just don't work. I'm sorry. No, in any no. sense.
0: It's it's just the odds with the whole thing, isn't it? You, you're talking about you know, nuclear I mean, bo- nuclear bo- Armageddon bo- at one point, and yeah. you know everyone's meant to be you know on edge and waiting for this reign of terror to come down on top of them, and then they're, they're sort of pissing about trying to figure. You know, no, that that skin suits mine. Leave it alone, and yeah, you know it's. Uh, as you say, everything's very comedic with them. And if they are meant to be a threat, then that immediately sort of dissipates. That doesn't it? Yeah. Um, the one thing I did,
1: f- I had forgotten, was the actual <clears throat> plot explanation as to why they didn't just become the prime minister. Mm. Was the fact
0: that he was too skinny? Yeah. They did mention. Didn't they mention that in the last episode? In the of London? No, I don't think so. I think it was just
1: that one where he said, because the doctor says, it? they just needed to
0: be needed a larger, yeah, figure. Hmm. I suppose yeah, okay, it makes sense. But it, I mean, I suppose that this episode they cut back on the fart gags, if you call them gags in the first place, really. But um, yeah, but even when, even when they even use sort of sparingly this time. It still felt out of place. Yeah, really. And I'm I'm glad this is the only, uh, the only story that the you know, the Savine have actually appeared in, in in Doctor Who. Okay, they've appeared three times in the Sarah Jane Avengers I think we mentioned this last time. Um, but that's where they belong, on children's television. Yeah, I know Doctor Who is made for television. Don't get me wrong. I'm going to get into this this argument with people again. Though no, it's a it's a family show that's. Uh, Supposed to appeal to all age groups. <clears throat> but um no, they they had no business being in Doctor Who. Um and as I said I, I, whenever, whenever we yeah. get into this discussion, the thing that pops into my head
1: yeah. is the John Cleese in the Goody that in the goodies and that
0: bubble comes up and it goes, kid show, kid show <laughs> <laughs> That's right, goodies in the beanstalk that one, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Comes up as the the genie in the lamp at the end, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh god! Yeah, so I'm 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 sort of glad we've got past this two-parter now. Yeah. To be honest, I really am. Um, yeah, it's, it's definitely one of my favourites, and I, I, you know, I I didn't mind Aliens of London so much. I thought, as I think we said last time, there's a, a you know a germ of a good story there, and there's probably a germ yeah. of, a, of a good resolution here somewhere. But it's just botched. The whole thing is botched, um, and obviously this was the last time that Keith Boak... Directed for Doctor Who. Um, and if this was, you know, evidence of what of what he what he could do, I'm glad he didn't come back. Yeah. Really. Yeah, I mean, the whole thing with the chase,
1: being chased by something. As you said, yeah, it was just basically a, a
0: 1970s farce, wasn't it? It was.
1: The long shot of people running in and out of doors.
0: Yeah. Um, a bit like... That musical section you got in Scooby Doo when they were when yeah. they were chased by the whoever it was dressed as the ghost or werewolf or whatever you know and I mean perhaps that's perhaps that's what it was meant to be maybe maybe it that's was. how you
1: know he and he may have well, been told that that's it may have been in the script. That well, they, that did, was they how did
0: they did do that again, didn't they? In, in um, Love and Monsters in the beginning, this whole chasing through corridors backwards and forwards and. One of the, they were chasing the monster and then they were being chased by the monster and, you know... It...
1: But that at least was done, A, I think was done better, and B, mm. was in a slightly more... I don't know, comedic... Well, not comedic episode, but in a more offbeat episode. Yeah. Where it kind Whereas of fit- this could have been done, really could have been done well, you know? Yeah. Without actually being... Doesn't need to be really scary, but could have been done more. I mean, just basically of 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 a proper chase. Mm.
0: I mean, well, you did see him sort of being sort of chased through corridors, rather than just sort of go one side of the screen to the other. It was sort of like you know running towards you. Yeah. Um, they just appear to use the same piece of Slovene animation three times. Yeah. Um, and I know, you know, you shouldn't really, you know have a go at the special effects because it, it's you know and because it's it it was probably good for its day. Um and, it, and they was testing the waters, weren't they? They were on what they, they what they couldn't. But, but to be perfectly honest, even in two thousand and five I didn't think it looked very good. Could be because it was so jarring with the movement of the um, between that and the actors in the suits. Yeah. they could barely bloody move to be honest. So And they certainly couldn't run. They could sort of like do like a comedy Shuffling run, I suppose it wasn't sort of you know running through the corridors of power like a like an athletic gazelle, <laughs> as, as they as they were in CGI form. So it, it was just so jarring. It really was jarring, but it is what it is, isn't it? It is, yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, yeah I, I don't I don't think it's it's that that spoils a a good no a good foe. I think it's yeah. No. I think it's a flawed flawed villain to start with um, yeah. and that just doesn't help where it just needed
0: to, to have some sort of redeeming feature to them and it, it didn't no, no I don't think so I don't think so, I think it was just a bit of a a bit of a misstep really yeah I
1: mean, actually, actually I think one of my favourite bits on this is when obviously they're in Mickey's flat and the Savines come in and they're saying I'll find vinegar yeah and it's like, you know, the pickled onions, pickled eggs, gherkins. <laughs> and
0: the turns around and goes, and you kiss him? <laughs> that is true, actually. He did have a lot of p- pickled products in his cupboard, didn't he? I've got to be honest.
1: Which, I don't know whether Mickey's running a chip shop on the side, I think. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, that was, that was everything you see on a chip shop counter, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely everything. I bet it's a little wooden forks oh. in there as well.
1: <laughs> oh, perhaps that—that's what Rose sees in him because do, we do not have a love of chips.
0: Don't we? <laughs> I think you're onto something
1: there, actually. <laughs> that's how he wooed her in the first place. Exactly. Was, was unlimited pickled eggs? <laughs>
0: <laughs> something to go with the chips, madam? <laughs> yeah. Gotta interest you in a gherkin. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. I was going to say a gherkin and two strategically placed pickled eggs. <laughs> oh god! Oh no, you've opened not a can of worms there, Paul. Yes. <laughs> oh dear. Oh well. Yeah, it's a so th- can I, of worms. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm I'm just glad we can we can we've moved on from this and, and I can leave this one behind now. Um, yes. I, I'm, I'm in. I'm, I was in no hurry to watch it again anyway. So the only reason I watched it is because we were doing it for the podcast. It's not something yes. I, I would pick up off the shelf and go. Hmm, I fancy watching this. This the, the theme two part of from Eccleston series. So yeah, it's never something that's crossed my <laughs> I, mind. That's I mean, I've got. I've got. Obviously got the
1: DVD, but I couldn't even bother to get up and get that. So I just watched it on Netflix. Really? <laughs> Bloody hell.
0: Well, the thing is, I it was
1: just like, I just can't. It's too much effort to watch this episode. Well, do you know,
0: the F.I. went so I actually, I actually um, ripped the the DVD and, and put the the files on my iPad. I actually spent time what? on putting these episodes onto my iPad from the DVD. Now, what a mug! <laughs> yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> oh dear! But the the thing is now, Paul, I can travel anywhere and watch this anytime I like which isn't going to happen yeah. <laughs> I was going to say yeah.
1: <laughs> so, so those long journeys are just fly by oh, now God, yeah.
0: <laughs> oh well yeah so should, should we um call, call, this review, call this review to a close shall we because I think yes, I don't think there's please. anything much more please. I want to say about it or spend any more time no. on it to be honest no. so. okie dokie right so uh, coming up next on the Hoosie podcast we're back to Big Finish again um, and it's been a while since we've done a Paul McGann story so yes. um, you, you've um, you've selected a story for us, so we're going to be doing a Sword of Orion. I think it's one I yes, I, I think it's one, I, think it's one of... I actually gave you, which I've listened to myself yet. So
1: no, I've i I've i always I've had it for ages actually. So.
0: Yeah, ah, oh, fair enough, fair enough. So
1: um,
0: I'm looking for it's a Cyberman story as well, so I'm um, looking forward to uh, to doing that one. So. Uh, there we are there we are so we're rapidly approaching um i think we've got that one then it's then it's christmas isn't it i think we've got one yes, yes one we we have our um we have our christmas special to come um before yes, yes before we do um obviously re- reviewing uh, Capaldi's last uh, last story uh, they that, that'll obviously be after christmas day at some point um but we'll tell you what what our christmas special is going to be on the next podcast Yes. Yes, we're too what it is then. So, um, yeah, we surprised ourselves with this one. <laughs> yeah, Unusually for us, actually. We, we are saying
1: that from a point of view of actually knowing what we're doing. Yeah, exactly. We're just yeah. playing for time while we struggle to think of what we're going to do next.
0: <laughs> no, no, it was all pre-planned, this one. It was all pre-planned. Yes. So, uh, there we go. There we go. So, then, until next time. Oh, actually, before I say that, hopefully this should be another video podcast to come out in between all this stuff as well. So, um, hopefully that should be um, coming after, But actually, should come between the Sword of Orion review and our Christmas special should fall in between there somewhere. So, um, watch this space, I'm going to say, watch this space. So, until next time then, it is goodbye from me, Phil. And goodbye from me, Paul. Goodbye. who's he podcast please visit our website at who's hyphen he hyphen podcast.co.uk you can also follow us on twitter at who's underscore he underscore podcast and please also join the who's e! podcast facebook group the who's e! podcast is a member of the doctor who podcast alliance